0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News.
1: Alabama. Alabama. Our great state.
0: The voice of Alabama
1: values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
0: Governor Ivey is now offering a reward for any information that leads to the gunman who shot two firefighters in Birmingham last week. One of those firefighters, Jordan Melton, died this week from the wounds that he sustained five days ago. Jamal Jones was also injured. He's in serious condition, but is expected to survive. Ivy is offering $10,000 on top of the $15,000 reward that has been put out by Crime Stoppers of Metro Alabama. The governor says that Alabamians will not rest until justice is served. There are now two maps that have been approved by the Joint Reapportionment Committee, which is all part of the special session that's underway in Montgomery for redistricting. State lawmakers are there to redraw the seven congressional districts in the state in order to allow for more political leverage of minority voters. The first map approved was offered by State Representative Chris Pringle. His plan increases minority voters in the second congressional district from 31 percent to 42 percent. The second map that was approved is from Steve Livingston and applies neutral principles of community interest in drawing the congressional lines. Livingston says that although it's not based solely on race, it still increases one of the congressional districts from 30 percent minority voters to 38 while also keeping District 7, which is Terry Sewell's district, at 50% black voters. Results from the annexation vote in Mobile are now in. Three out of the four unincorporated communities west of the city of Mobile have now voted to be annexed into the city. Those areas are the King's Branch, Cottage Hill Corridor, and Orchard Estates Subdivision. The residents of the Airport Boulevard corridor, however, defeated the measure for annexation by 862 votes to 431. The boost in population that comes from this annexation will now make Mobile the second largest city in the state, bumping the city of Birmingham down to third with Huntsville still at number one. Annexation will bring the total number of residents in Mobile to over 204,000. In Jefferson County, the results are in from a special election held this past Tuesday to fill the District 5 seat for the county commission. Former Alabama Supreme Court Justice Mike Bolin won the seat against David Silverstein with 59% over 41. Bolin will represent the Mountain Brook, Vestavia Hills, Homewood, and Hoover areas in Jefferson County. Bolin has a record as a conservative Republican, while Silverstein was endorsed by Democrats Doug Jones and Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin. State lawmakers are seeking to build a new Alabama state house. A committee has been created to negotiate a lease agreement with the Retirement Systems of Alabama. The new building would be constructed by RSA in the back parking lot behind the current state house. Members of the panel say that negotiations on this project should be wrapping up in a few weeks. The Carly Russell abduction story has taken a very strange twist following a press conference by Hoover Police Chief Nick Durzies on Wednesday in which Derzies revealed what investigators heard from Carly after she returned home and what they found on her phone while she was reported missing.
1: Detectives continue analyzing data from Carly's cell phone that was left behind at the scene. We enlisted the help of the United States Secret Service in conducting this analysis. Part of what data includes several internet searches and the days leading up to her disappearance that I think are very relevant to this case. On July 11th, At 7.30 a.m., the term, do you have to pay for an Amber Alert was searched. On July 13th, at 1.03 a.m., the day of her disappearance, the term, how to take money from a register without being caught was searched. On July 13th, 2.35 a.m., a search for a one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville was conducted with a departure date of July 13th. On July thirteenth at twelve ten p.m., a search for the movie "Taken," a film about abduction, was
0: conducted. Dersey's indicated that there is no threat to the public at this point, which prompted questions from reporters on how he felt about the case.
1: We want to talk in facts, and, and I, I do think it's it's highly highly unusual to uh, uh, the day that uh, that that someone gets kidnapped that uh, several seven hours or uh, eight hours before that that they're uh, searching the Internet, Googling uh, the movie Taken about an abduction. I I find that very, uh, very strange, yes.
0: For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, spoke before Congress this week. Herzog's role is a ceremonial role in that country. The prime minister of Israel is Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu will be visiting the White House at a yet-to-be-determined time. In the meantime, Herzog was on Capitol Hill and spoke at a joint congressional meeting, noting the historical nature of his time in D.C.
1: Standing here today, representing the Jewish Democratic State of Israel, in its 75th year, at the very podium, From which my late father, President Chaim Herzog, spoke, is in the honor of a lifetime, and I thank you wholeheartedly for it.
0: Herzog also urged the U.S. to stop Iran from continuing with its nuclear program.
1: The world cannot remain indifferent to the Iranian regime's call to wipe Israel off the map. Tolerating this call and Iran's measures to realize it is an excusable moral collapse.
0: IRS whistleblower X was revealed on Wednesday as he testified before the House Oversight Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee over the Hunter Biden IRS tax evasion investigation. Joseph Ziegler worked on the same team that was supervised by another IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley. Both men testified about how their investigation resulted in seeking several felony charges against Hunter Biden, but that never came to pass due to the interference of the Department of Justice under the Biden administration.
2: As I had previously testified and is contained in my written testimony, I have outlined for you some instances in which assigned prosecutors did not appear to follow the normal investigative process slow walk the investigation and put, pla- put in place unnecessary approvals and roadblocks from effectively and, e- and efficiently investigating the case. A number of times we were not able to follow the facts. I will also note that while the impression has been conveyed by the U.S. Attorney in Delaware that he has similar powers to that of a special counsel in this case, free reign to do as needed, that was not the case. It appeared to me based on what I experienced that the U.S. Attorney in Delaware In our investigation was constantly hamstrung, limited, and marginalized by DOJ officials, as well as other U.S. attorneys. I still think that a special counsel is necessary for this investigation.
0: A memo has been obtained from within the Department of Defense that dates back to February of this year. That memo outlines transgender treatments for soldiers and how it will make them non-deployable for up to 300 days. The memo comes from the Womack Army Medical Center at Fort Liberty and addresses both hormone therapy as well as gender reassignment surgery. The memo was obtained by the dossier and investigative journalist Jordan Satchel. The memo reveals what treatments or surgeries, or both, that a transgender soldier may receive using taxpayer money that is given to the Department of Defense. This includes laser hair removal, which was classified not as solely cosmetic, but medically necessary following a bottom surgery. Also included is vocal feminization surgery and speech therapy. The memo is signed by the Army Colonel David Ross Zenanti, commander of the Womack Army Medical Center. And when it comes to the origins of the COVID-19 virus, as well as U.S. taxpayer money, funding the Wuhan China Bioweapons Lab and their gain-of-function endeavors. Journalist Michael Schellenberger is now talking about the extra notes and comments that were found inadvertently on an article that was published in early 2020 called The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2 and was largely used by Dr. Anthony Fauci to dispel any rumors that covid was a potentially man-made virus. That article was recently released by the U.S. House Subcommittee on COVID without them realizing that all of the Microsoft tag notes could also be accessed in the PDF. Schellenberger spoke on The Hill TV Rising about how the scientists behind the article still believe that the virus was likely a product of gain-of-function and lab work rather than something that emerged from nature.
2: Uh, we have the exclusive on it. Uh, Matt Taibbi at Racket is doing a story as well on this. But what they show, I think the most dramatic thing, is that they did not think that the the zoonotic spillover from bats to pangolins to humans, they did not think that they had proven that in their private correspondence. And yet when you read the Nature Medicine article, it suggests a high degree of confidence in that spillover. So I think it's pretty damning. We ran with a headline that says that they misled Congress. I think that's accurate and fair. It's tough, and what we're arguing here is pretty strong, but we think that the evidence supports it.
0: You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow.